Steam locomotives were some of the most powerful machines ever built. They pulled trains that fueled our imagination. They represented vision, collaboration, ingenuity, customer service, and extraordinary human achievement. But in order to get to their destination, it took someone guiding them through a series of switches in order to get to the main line. Just like leaders today, it takes someone directing them down the right path in order to get to their destination. Welcome to Mainline Executive Coaching ACT, which stands for and Cultural Transformation, hosted by Master Certified Intelligent Leadership Executive Coaches, Michael Bailey and Rich Barron. With over 50 years of successful cultural transformation and quantum leadership development between them. Once again, thanks for joining us and enjoy today's show. All right, folks, thanks for joining us today. We are excited to have you joining us and uh, be part of our conversation because what we've got going on here is one of those things that we see in our culture right now. A lot of people, leaders all the way down to the frontline workers are struggling with, but particularly it's really important for leaders. And this is this notion of this behavior of this habit of this character called resiliency, resiliency. So that's what we're going to be discussing today. We are Mainline Executive Coaching, ACT, 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 Take Action. We also mean and cultural change, the connection between great leadership and the ability to make transformation actually happen, not just say it, not just promise it, but deliver on cultural transformation that makes it a great win for everybody. Everybody throughout the organization, clients, customers, even you know your, your, the people that you you work with, your vendors. It, it's it's a great thing. That's what we do here. And then mainline leaders. We are mainline leaders. I am here today with Rich Barron, my partner. I've got the pleasure of again bringing on John Burt, the man of the hour here. Smart, yeah. intelligent, capable guy. I'm so impressed with this man. He's just amazing fellow, amazing coach. And we're going to be to talk. We're going to be talking about resiliency. What is this thing called resiliency and why is it so doggone important for us to have and to just put into our day each and every day? So let's start here. John, talk to us about resiliency. You got well, it, man. First of all, Michael and Rich, thank, thank you so much. Thanks for the buildup and uh, and thanks for having me back. It's always great to talk to you guys about leadership topics and and uh, and, and resiliency is, is, is one of those, you know, core, if you will, uh, characteristics, capabilities, competencies that, that leaders need to have. Uh, because no matter how well you plan things, no matter how well you've tried to execute things or how brilliant all of your, your, your thought process and your assumptions are, things will go wrong uh, along the way. And, and you need to be able to bounce. You need to be able to bounce back. You need to be able to keep going. You need to be able to pivot and, and not collapse or implode um, every time there's a there's a there's a, a block in your path or something doesn't quite go your way, so I think resiliency is important. It is. You're absolutely right. This ability again to bounce back, to rebound, is really what that is about. Rebound. Uh, okay, great thoughts, great opening thoughts. Rich, what about you? What's your your take on resiliency? You know, John hit it on the head. There are going to be times in your career that it's. You're just going to want to, you know, put your head in the sand and, and wish it all go away. But honestly, you know, 
it's going to be tough. There's going to be some tough times. And it's, it takes that digging down deep. And grit is, is and I'll let you talk about that, Michael, but as grit as you, as you say, to really dig in and go that extra mile. And it's, it's the leadership of organizations that can show resiliency that make their organizations resilient to these times when there's change. And, you know, look at COVID, look at 2020. Mm-hmm. Um, what, how many companies struggled through this time? And the ones that really are coming out the other side are the ones that really have some resiliency behind them. Yeah, it's very true. I think that if you take a look at the dynamics of resiliency, I think that optimism is is the mother of resiliency. When you really take a look at it, the ability to look at a difficult situation and through all this mess and muck and mire and horror stuff that you may be seeing, you know, what you've created or been created in your organization, the ability to weave through all that and find the best thing that you can do at that point in time, not pie in the sky stuff, but really this is the best thing and being realistic about it and then being enthusiastic about it. There's something, there's a very interesting dynamic, I think, about resiliency. And here's what it is. Resiliency pays a double dividend. Let me say that again. Resiliency pays a double dividend. And by that, what I mean is this, that when we behave in a resilient manner in the moment, we get a dividend because we've acted in that way, because we're looking for the answers and we're pressing ahead and we're moving in a direction to do something about what's the best thing that we can do, as opposed to not doing anything or just collapsing, or as we said before, as you were talking about, uh, John, about just imploding, the whole thing just collapsing in on us, which we know is fairly common in leadership today. A lot of leaders are failing. A lot of leaders are burning out. A lot of leaders are clueless. They don't know what to do. And they're just collapsing and they feel horrible. And the whole thing has an effect throughout the whole organization. So the first dividend is then taking that resiliency state of mind and acting on it. Mm-hmm. The second dividend is this, that every time you practice resiliency, you are putting into your emotional bank account the act of being resilient. Right. So every time you do it, you're also making a deposit into your bank account in terms of your belief, in terms of your confidence, in terms of doing it again. The greatest influence on our lives, I don't care who it is that you are, the greatest influence on your life is your own behavior. That's it. Mm -hmm. So the more resilient you are, the more you reinforce your sense of resiliency, your confidence in resiliency, and the more likely you will be resilient the next time tough times come around. What are your thoughts on that? I think you're absolutely right. I, I like the idea of needing to practice it's baby steps, if you will, um, this act of resiliency. So when small small things happen, you're able to reframe them in a way that, that creates a positive view of the situation and what can you learn from it? How can you move forward? So that when the big things happen, you know, you get fired from your job or uh, perhaps there's a death in the family or, or something along those lines. You have that 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 wellspring. You've had that you have that reflexible uh, or the, the muscle that you've you've exercised. Yeah, so that you can respond in such a way that in some cases, maybe being overly positive might come across as inauthentic. But at least you have a, a mindset that says, I'm going to get through this. I'm going to be able to get to the other side. I'm going to be able to make something good out of this this negative situation. And that's something that I talk to, to my clients about uh, when I when I do my coaching is this idea of reframing. 
reframing it into the, as you said, kind of the best possible light, a positive aspect, something that you can learn from it, something you can take forward into, into your next, uh, the, the next opportunity. I love a story that Zig Ziglar shared about being positive. All right. I'm going to share that with you. Some guy came in and said, why are you so doggone positive? I mean, what's the point of that? That, that just seems like it's a bunch of talk. It really doesn't mean anything. He said, okay, let me give you an, an, an instance here. Suppose you and I were stranded on an island out in the middle of nowhere, just you and me. And suddenly you had an, an appendicitis. We had to do something about it. We had to get that appendix out because otherwise it's going to kill you. Now, what would you rather have me do? And all I've got here is all I got is a pen knife. That's all I got. So <laughs> would you like me to say, you know, I'm going to be as positive as I possibly possibly can be. I've got a pen knife. I've never done this before, but I'm going to be positive. And I'm going to do the very best that I possibly can. Would you rather have me tell you that? Or would you rather have me say, I'm sorry, you're going to die. <laughs> 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 well, and, and I think that there's a certain, uh, you know, people believe that this, this having, taking a positive mindset um, is, is sometimes can be come across, come across as inauthentic. And I, I don't necessarily mean that, but I do think that there are people who are generally optimistic about what's going to happen in life, right? You, you know, this idea that you can't change what's already happened. If there's already been a, you know, something's happened in a project or something's happened in you know, um, you know, work environment or wh whatever that may be, you know, you can't necessarily roll back the clock and change that. You can only take it forward. So my my outlook has always been one of, well, what am I going to do next? And I loved your comment, Michael, uh, about this idea. What is the best possible thing that I can do next? Right. And that really opens up the, the, the aperture for some sort of a pivot. Right. But what's the best possible thing that I can do next? based upon the situation that I know. I have a, a CIO that I used to work with who had a very similar type of outlook. What's the best possible, least expensive, right, thing that I can do next? And I always thought that was a fascinating idea, right? Because just what's the best possible uh, steps that I can take given, given the current situation, given all that's happened? Uh, yes, great points. Great points, John. I, I really like those live. I'm going to address those in a moment. Rich, what, what, what are you getting out of this? You know, one of the things that that I think is absolutely important for resiliency is understanding your stress responses. You know, mm -hmm. being aware when these problems are coming on and how you react to different types of stress. Uh, there's some other things too that, that are going to help you through this. Uh, being physically capable. You know, are are you? Do you have that kind of energy to get you through these tough times? Mentally capable. You know, and it's more than just talking to the head. It's talking to the heart. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to talk to the heart as well. You know, we can we can do this. And a lot of times, you know, really sitting back, taking a deep breath, taking a breather and looking at the whole picture is is really part of what gets you through. We've got a tool that we offer people who want to come and are considering working with us that addresses the very thing you're talking about. Rich, and that is the stress points, the stressors. Point. Yep. You know, and, and to know what those stress points are. And that tool is the MLEI. Yep. Just delve a little bit into that about what that does. And then, you know, talk a little bit about where it looks for and can find those stresses that can, you know, torpedo you if you're not aware of them, you don't know how to deal with them. Well, it's the MLEI is the Matone Leadership Enneagram Inventory. And it is designed specifically to look at your leadership traits, 
and what your strengths are, where your potential derailers are, if you're, you're, you're under stress and duress and help you get on the path. It helps you to de- de- determine a path, if you will, that you need to go on to help develop the strengths that you do have. Now, there's over 12,000 global leaders in this database, 500 global CEOs, including Steve Jobs, who all took it upon themselves to, to take this assessment, look at the results and open themselves up to understanding this is the, the direction. If I want to continue to become a, uh, an exceptional leader, this is the path I can take. Um, it really deals with who you are on the inside. The thing, the, the part of you that nobody sees, your, your beliefs, your values, your core, um, that really drives what everybody on the, on the outside sees, you know, your communication skills, your team leadership skills, all those things that we see on the outside that, you know, may end up in a performance review or what your peers see you as. But really, it starts on the inside. And that's what this, this assessment is designed to do, to get down deep and help you see where your strengths are, where your gaps are, and what your potential derailing characteristics could be that could create these stress levels that would result in the inability to be resilient. When you're talking about that, it strikes me that what we're really addressing here as executive coaches is helping those leaders develop another level of confidence in themselves. That there's, there's, you know, I have the confidence to lead. I also have the confidence to look at the stuff that I do in my performance that is not so great, that may be a derailer, that may be holding me back. I've got the confidence that I can take that on. Now, that puts you as a leader in a very interesting position. And let's discuss, <clears throat> discuss that just for a moment here. You can, you can motivate people kind of with the carrot and stick kind of thing. So those are all kind of outside kinds of motivators, right? But there's another kind of, of, of uh, motivation or inspiration that you as leaders can bring to your team. And that is this notion of your people know you, they've, they've worked with you. The question is, do they like you? Is there a sense of attraction to you as a leader? So this likability factor is actually pretty important because likability then leads to a kind of connection and there also leads to a sense of loyalty. Now, with that likability factor, what can you do to encourage that even more? I'm going to tell you one of the things that you can do, and this goes back to what you were talking about, John, is this. Be in a good mood. Just be, learn how to be in a good mood pretty much all the time. How can you be in, a, be in a good mood? Nobody likes to be around people that are having a bad mood. But if you're around people that are in a good mood, that makes you feel relaxed because they're relaxed and they're what? They're confident also. And so when you have that kind of relationship where you're relaxed, you're in a good mood, people around you are in a good mood, that opens up the conversation so that you can ask good questions. What's going on here? What's working for you? What's not working for you? How can I help you? What can we do better to do that kind of stuff? And so there, 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 there's a fertile ground for resiliency because we've got that. We're plowing that up. We're making that real rich loam happen here for us. Yeah. And the other thing is this. When you do that, look at some of the payoffs. Because you're in this good mood, you're leading, you're confident about yourself, you're, you're, that's coming across to your people, they're feeling good, they're feeling relaxed, they're feeling that sense of connection. What you do is you create great experiences. Those great experiences become part of your ability to tell great stories. And your ability to tell great stories out of your own experience 
then inspires other people to step it up and become resilient also. There's a whole thing that's going on here. Just because you decided to be resilient and to act with resiliency. There's huge payoffs on that. Let's kind of wrap this up here. John, what's your takeaway out of what it is that we've been talking about here today? Well, I think that this optimism is is the is a key element. I, I also think that the, what Richard mentioned earlier, I think, is key as well. You know, you need to be, you know, you need to be thinking about all components, right, of your of your health, your mental and physical uh, well-being. Yeah. You can't, if you're not feeling healthy, or you're not feeling mentally, um, you know, if you're if you're not getting enough sleep and you're feeling depraved in any way, you're you're going to have other stresses. Um, it, it, you know, on on your ability to lead in, in difficult situations. So I think that this idea of optimism, um, having a good physical and mental health environment. I love what you said about inspiring, Michael, about willingness to inspire others will have will have payback for you. Um, it helps build resilience. I do think the storytelling, you younger employees, people who are looking to you as a leader, if you can tell stories that indicate and show that you've been through some of these tough times and hey, you're still standing, you're still you're still making it happen and you still have a positive attitude about that. I think that's infectious with with people. I think that people want to follow somebody that they feel is has gone through, you know, has basically gone through the battle and survived and they have confidence in them and they're still positive and they're still leading. I think people like that. So that's what I try to do with my with my uh, clients is to help them to, to create that positive attitude, um, to create the, uh, the level of resilience in those small steps so that when the, when the time comes, they're ready for it and they're able to handle it and handle it well. Excellent. Great stuff. Great words of wisdom. Great advice. Great insight. Thank you so much. Appreciate you. It's always great to have you here, my friend. Thank yes. you so very much. People want to get a hold of you. What are they going to do? All right. Well, you can call me 720-235-9370. Uh, Rich has just put my uh, my email address up there. I'd love to have a chat. I'd love to go into this uh, you know this topic a little bit further with you if uh, you know if you have challenges with regard to resilience or resilience in your team. Resilient teams need resilient leaders. Oh, thank you. Great. Great. Got to trademark that. That's great. <laughs> Thank you so much. All right, Rich, you take it home. All righty. Uh, once again, thank you, everybody. Uh, it's always good to have John on here. He's a wealth of knowledge. He's he's been there, done that, uh, been around the world, worked with with tons of leaders, and was very positive outcomes. So anytime we have John on here, it's you know we're having you know that next level um, intelligence and, and leadership capability and and coaching ability. John's John's the real deal. So thanks. Thanks very much, John. Thank you. Um, Michael, who we uh who we shouting out to tonight though? Before we go. I think we've got some friends in Asia that are watching us. And I want to say to those people, I love your work ethic. I love your industry. I love your sense of commitment, the sense of taking control of your life and running a business. I think that people over there in Asia uh, particularly uh, Southeast Asia, have got great work ethics. And I love the fact that they are willing to work so hard and pursue those dreams tenaciously. So thank you. Thank you for your example. Thank you for watching us. And we give you our love and all the best to each and every one of you. So once again, folks, thanks for being here. Thanks for your support. And uh, let us know. 
if you have any comments, if you have a question, or even if you want to be a guest on a future episode, we're, we're more than happy to, to talk to you about that. Uh, reach out, go to our website, executiveleadersactilec.com. Uh, reach out, leave us a message. And uh, once again, thank you very much. Have a great night. Take care and be safe. All righty. All the best. Thank you. With all of the issues facing leaders and organizations today, you need executive coaching more than ever. Go to our websites, richbarronexecutivecoaching.com or michaelbailey.com. You can also find us both on LinkedIn. Reach out to us and let's sit down and find out just how bright your future can be with executive coaching. We'd also like to thank all of our supporters in over 60 countries and 600 cities worldwide who have helped to make us one of the top executive coaching podcasts in the world. From Rich Barron and Michael Bailey, this is Mainline Executive Coaching ACT. Thank you and take care.